Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hello, my lovely listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Social Circus. I am your host every week, Sarah Thompson, and today I am thrilled to be joined by my friend and fellow entrepreneur, Becca Maxwell from Do Divorce Right. Welcome, Becca. Hello, thanks for having me, Sarah. I am so excited to have you on here because we have got so much to talk about. And for the listeners, Becca and I were chatting before we hit record because she was worried she didn't have enough to share. And I was (laughs) like, I'm worried that we're going to need more time than what we have. So Becca, do you want to let everybody know a little bit about who you are and your journey into entrepreneurship in your Do Divorce Right business? Sure. Um, So I'm a divorce coach. Um, I'm also a relational intelligence consultant. So in the corporate space, I teach um, people how to have good client relationships and how to make sure that they've got, you know, internal resilience. They know what their triggers are and all of these things. And I've been coaching and doing that consulting for six years already. Prior to that, I was 20 years in the advertising industry. And while I was doing this consulting, I've in the last 10 years, I've gone through the mother of all ugly divorces. And it just, it is relentless and has not, even now hasn't finished. And um, as I was going through it, I was just managing very well. And my friends would stop and say, like, can I send people your way? Because they need to know that they can get through it too. You know, you, how are you smiling? We know what it is. <laughs> you're having to go through how is it that you're smiling and coping and raising beautiful children have gone on to find an incredible partner and traveling the world and you know managing your businesses and I was like well sure and what I realized was that that consulting and that relational intelligence space taught me so much about how to get through really difficult things and how to manage ourselves even if we can't you know manage somebody else um that that was why. And I thought, well, I kind of need to get this out into the world, which is why mm. I said I'll do divorce right. That's so amazing. And you, as you mentioned, you have a corporate job and you have your business as well as being yeah. a mum and all those other things, which is <laughs> crazy. Um, so that obviously is something I, I could, we, I think we could just do a whole podcast on how on earth do you do that? Because I think <laughs> especially during COVID, the whole side hustle uh, culture rose didn't it yeah, um sure. and um can I say as your friend nothing about what you do seems to be a hustle <laughs> <laughs> that's nice to hear too <laughs> so how do you let's start with that how do you manage a corporate job where I just want to add that you do a lot of international travel for and have your business growing beautifully on the side um I want to say it's a struggle. It sometimes it is, and sometimes it really isn't. Um, I have pretty strong boundaries in place. So for the corporate job, I only charge them three days a week. So I don't want to give them much more than three days a week. But the truth is, my my clients that I work with, I I just love to give them exactly what they need. So I'll put in extra effort, and I might have, let's say. My clients are all over Asia and I'll have, be talking to an APAC CEO, a group CEO and an agency CEO and an account director, three or four calls in one day. But I'll work my tush off to make sure that the 30 minute call or the 45 minute call is as punchy for them as it can possibly be. Mm-hmm. But I just don't waste my time on things like 
don't know what do I not like I don't do great follow-up notes and I don't mm. <laughs> if it's not really going to affect my client's experience then I either delegate it back into the business and ask somebody to pick it up mm-hmm. or I delay it until it actually becomes something they need or I delete it and I'm pretty right. good at just not doing the stuff that doesn't really need to get done and, so and to be corporate space and building boundaries around but that. To be fair, we could probably all adopt that in our business as well, because I think we all struggle with that massive overwhelm and that never ending to do list. And I always say to people, just drop stuff. Like I'm a big yeah. fan of that. <laughs> yeah. If it's been on your to do list for two weeks and it hasn't, and nothing has lit on fire and made it your number one thing to do, maybe it doesn't need to get done. Mm. <laughs> like, <maybe> it's okay. <laughs> and, and I imagine from your perspective, because I know you're incredibly good at your corporate role, from the client's perspective that you service in your corporate role, that they're probably loving those power sessions that they have with you and the um, follow-up notes are like a nice to have that probably don't really matter. Exactly. They really do. It's like, I, you know, I often have clients to say to me, that is the most meaningful conversation I've had in three months. See you again in three months time. Look forward to it. Right. Brilliant. Drop the ball again for three months. As a consultant, I'm not having to do a lot of doing. I, you know, raise some points with them. Like, here's some mm-hmm. watchouts. Here's some highlights. You need to pay attention. I'll come and check in in a couple of months' time. Brilliant. So I get that I'm in a, a position of privilege. I'm I'm very lucky to have that job that I do. Mm-hmm. The side hustle, then, I guess the challenge there is how do I make that a priority? Yes. And when you are building your own business, you have to do all of the things, even if it feels like, but that's not very important or mm-hmm. that's not very interesting. Um. So I made sure I got a VA very early, probably before the business needed one. But it did mean that I've got accountability then, somebody who's waiting for me to deliver the content, Mm -hmm. right? Where is it now? Where's that podcast you promised? Where's that, you know, social media plan you promised me? Um, So it means that I've got somebody to hold me accountable and to push me and it also means somebody I've got to delegate to so I've been very very clear on I can work in my zone of genius and you know I can coach people when they need me and I will go out of my way to make myself available to them and it means that I cannot be super available in finessing the weekly newsletter because my VA can judge that for me if I need yes. it you yes. know what I mean Oh, I know. And I love, um, Becca, I think that's probably why you and I get on. So we're very much that mindset. And I think it comes from um, definitely working in agencies where there is so much work. If you're a perfectionist, you'd probably have a breakdown within a month of working in an agency. It's just like, you've got to get it done. 99 is good enough. 90 is good enough. Just get it done. And so you become very productive and you also become very prudent at it's okay. It's good enough. It's fine. I'm going to put it out. Not perfection. That's right. Yeah. And that is our friend every day of the week, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Amazing. So you've got amazing corporate job, which brings out all of your wonderful skills that you're very clear on your boundaries. And then you've got do divorce right, which you have taken on extra support from day one, essentially. And in terms of that service, because when I'd met you, uh, I didn't know that that was a thing. And having been through a divorce myself, um, Mm. gosh, I could have done with you in my life then. Um, it's, It's really hard. And we lean on our friends and family who get very fatigued by our whinging. (laughs) Yeah, they're not necessarily well equipped either to hold space for people when they are suffering. So as a friend, 
or a loved one, a family member, you want to fix it for them. Tell me where to go. I'll go and beat him up. Like (laughs) I'm going to tear him down in social media or whatever it is. They want to fix it or quick, I'll order you some ice cream or let me get that bottle of wine. But they're not necessarily helping you with the tools and techniques to build your own capabilities and your own resilience. They're wanting to take it away from you. And I think, you know, take that pain away from you. Yes. And one of the biggest struggles I've had in the job that I do really is that I can't take away somebody's rock bottom. Mm. And that is genuinely a gift. I can help, I can help um, accompany them as they get to that rock bottom and I can mm. help them see their way out of it and build their way out of it. But when you hit rock bottom, when you are at your worst and most vulnerable and, you know, most pained is when you grow. Mm. So it's a gift, actually, that I get to nurture people, create space for them, allow them to feel that pain in order to get to a place of healing and in order to get to that place of growing again and building a new, completely different, absolutely gorgeous life. Mm. Which is very hard to see on when you're in. It's hard to see the other side, isn't it? Absolutely. And that's why I think you need some consistent support that's actually, you know, qualified to do it to help you get through that. And for some people, it's therapy, right? They're they're unpacking more than just the situation that they're in at the moment. So they might need to go and speak to a therapist and unpack some of the patterns of behavior that have gotten them there. You know, it's a whole other thing. Um, and but for some people, they're like, well, I'm a capable human being. I'm not actually suffering. I am just finding this too freaking hard. And mm-hmm. I want to be able to set some goals. I want to be able to set some, you know, boundaries as well. I want to be able to learn how to not be overwhelmed by this. Then they come to me and get some. I help. love it. I love it. And so I know that because um, I I follow you avidly on social media, and I, I know I'm not your idual customer because I'm very happily <laughs> married. married. Yeah, not but, um, <laughs> what I do notice is that you give really practical advice, and at the time, like I, I read your stuff, and I take myself back to when I was going through a divorce myself, and you actually don't realize that you're really struggling or suffering with someone, something, or a situation or a scenario of like I really struggled with the boundaries to try and extract myself from my divorce because it was Mm. seemingly amicable but it didn't feel good because I was heartbroken Mm. and um I understand like when I've read your stuff I was like I needed you then so much so a lot of that our friends just don't give us do they because they just like you say they just love us and they just want to go oh babe it's going to be okay it's going you're going to wake up it's going to get better and it's like I I can't see how that can be Yeah, at the time can you you're not wrong but (laughs) don't need to hear that right now um and don't get me wrong of course there's a place for for friends and family in in our support crew yes as you say they can get fatigued of it can we have a conversation that's not about your ex-husband for a while or about the ugliness of your divorce or you know you missing your children because they're not with you these holidays like can we talk about the where's the you that I used to know and have fun with yeah Um, they're just and we can can lose her we can have lost her in our marriage and then we can lose her in our divorce as well absolutely Um, and so as a coach, um, mm-hmm. when when should we come to you? At what point should, like, hopefully not when we hit rock bottom, <laughs> that would be <laughs> ideal not to get there. But um, when because you've been coaching a lot of women through this space, when do you yeah. think is the optimal, like as soon as we sort of start separating or when things have gone badly, what do you feel like is most beneficial? When they feel like they need some support and not coping well on their own. 
So yeah. for some that's, I haven't told him yet. I, mm -hmm. I'm done with the marriage, but I haven't built up the strength to be able to have the conversation. So I'll, you know, talk them through that. It's just like, okay, here are, here are the things you need to think about before having the conversation. And I'll give them a big, big long list to work through. And, and then we can work together through that um for some it's oh my god he's left me he, he's been having this affair and I can't think about anything else but wanting to destroy his life I'm not coping <laughs> <laughs> right it's it's a reality it's like okay I can help you with that let's let's set small goals and maybe it's not stalking his girlfriend on social media for a few days <laughs> is that not a goal <laughs> <laughs> it can be that, that that small um and, you know, how do you distract your brain from letting this overwhelm you, etc. So I guess there's no real ideal timing apart from if you feel that you're not coping, you might need some support. Yeah. And I, I think one of the things that's really nice, and I definitely felt this in my own divorce, was um, having someone like you in my life would have been really lovely to vent the feelings without feeling judged. Because yeah, even though um, your family and friends love you, if you say things that are awful, which you're often feeling, um, it can really, it can do damage to those relationships. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Because they might also have a relationship with that person as well. Um, Absolutely. And, and they might not have the choice to not have. You know, yes. if, if you're moaning, let's say I'm talking to my mother and I'm explaining what awfulness my husband has done, that's still the father of her grandkids. Yes. Right. I don't need her to carry that baggage for me. I don't, you're right. There is passing on some of that damage. It's not fair for them to then have to carry it for you. No. And um, I know you also have a podcast, which I would recommend anyone going through any kind of relationship, difficulty, divorce, or separation, or whatever that looks like, to please listen to the podcast because there's some gems in it. I like I said, I'm not your audience and I still listen to it because I really yeah. enjoy it. And I just think you give really sage advice and you have some lovely guests come on as well. Incredible so guests. in terms of starting a podcast, because I'm going to roll on and talk about running a business as well. In terms yeah. of starting a podcast, that's a big commitment on your time, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Again, the VA really helps with this. Okay. So I, um, I record the podcast a bit, a bit like you do, right? So we use video as well. All I have to do is either line up some guests or she comes sometimes helps and reach out reaches out to people for me mm -hmm. um get some time in the calendar that's kind of all automated in my calendar they can find time in my calendar based on the link i send them i spend 45 minutes having a conversation with fabulous people like just mm -hmm. such great conversations and then i'm done i'm done like my va then takes the video turns it into a social reel puts it onto the onto the um it's all magic <laughs> exactly so a pretty worthy hour of my time I would say one hour a week to get this pretty powerful podcast out into the world amazing and from your perspective when you started your business knowing your limitations on your time did you kind of mm -hmm. perceive a podcast is a really great way for me to get myself out there is that was that a very intentional choice or was it luck or it was definitely an intentional choice, <laughs> definitely intentional um, because I'm also writing a book, but it takes a freaking long time. It's one thing to put the book content onto the pages. It's a whole other thing to learn about publishing and self-publishing and promotion, whereas a podcast was pretty simple. Yes. Uh, you know, I was able to get it out into the world much sooner. I'm able to demonstrate my expertise in this space. I'm able to provide really useful advice 
and connect with incredible people. So why wouldn't I want to do that? Mm. I, I, I feel all the feels when you talk about that, Becca, because I love my podcast. I genuinely enjoy the conversations that I have. And I hear from my audience that they love hearing those conversations as well. And I just think, oh, this is so good. This is, and I actually ask myself, why didn't I start one sooner? Yeah, what a great use of our time for sure. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So can we talk a little bit and I'm going to pick your brains as a coach, a yeah. divorce coach. So for many of my audience, we know that um, going through a divorce is probably a part of many of our life journey. And when we add in all of the complexity of our personal life with our children and our interrelationships with um, in-laws and things like that, and then throw in another layer of running a business. Mm. Um, I have to be honest and say, if my husband leaves me now, I have no idea how I would cope. He's not allowed to, because I just think, I know we're so entwined (laughs) because we work together as well. Um, But it just adds another level of complexity, doesn't it? Because you have to show up in your business and you have to be consistent. Otherwise you don't make any money. So can you talk a little bit about if we're a business owner and we're going through a separation or divorce? Definitely. So I was thinking, about this knowing that we were going to have the conversation and I came up with four tips on how I think you can manage yourself through that fundamental disruption of a marriage breakdown while you're still trying to function either as an employee or running a business so with Mm. the focus of running a business so my four suggestions are one you need to manage your overwhelm right you need to find techniques that work for you, that isolate the pervasive thoughts of this groundbreaking, like fundamentally foundation shaking thing that you're going through. Mm. And those techniques will be different for all of us, but I have oodles of them and, you know, get in contact with me. I'll send you some free resources, but it's really important. Like I'll I'll give you one just now as a, as a freebie, that's for everything, right? Anything. If you're finding yourself highly overwhelmed by anything but let's say it's your divorce um make an appointment for yourself make an appointment like 10 minutes every day where you're going to be thinking about that thing and you're going to address all of the thoughts and emotions and stuff Mm -hmm. that comes out during the day that appointment might be at in the shower eight o'clock in the morning in the shower it might be nine o'clock at night with a gin and tonic on the terrace it might be whatever just make an appointment for yourself okay I'm going to deal with that at nine o'clock tonight when the kids are in bed, whatever. So at 10 o'clock in the morning, you're in the middle of a meeting, something comes up and you think, oh shit, what if he tries to take the house? I'll deal with that at nine o'clock tonight. Two o'clock in the afternoon, oh shit, what if he tries to take the kids? I'll deal with that at nine o'clock tonight. And you know, you can write these things down. I had this fear, this occurred to me, this occurred to me, but you'll deal with it later. And what that does is it tells your brain, it doesn't say ignore me, it says I hear you. That's an important thought. I will come back to you and address it. But it also just doesn't distract you from getting your stuff done. It's really helpful. My gosh, Becca, I think we could use that, apply that to a lot of things that we get overwhelmed about, a lot of those worries that we carry as a brilliant tip. Economic you know, challenges. We can't do anything about the global recession. Maybe we can think about it at nine o'clock tonight for 10 minutes, you know, or grief or whatever it is, or your health, whatever you like, put it at nine o'clock tonight. I'm going to worry about that. So that was your first one. That's my first one. Right. And that's just that, that first tip was find techniques that help you manage overwhelm. And there are multiple techniques. You find what works for you. The second is act with integrity. 
So I want you to act in such a way that you're not going to look back on your behavior and feel guilty or blame or self-doubt. It might be the case that you lose the assets that you're really hoping to hold on to. But if you behave like a dirtbag while these decisions are being made, you're going to get to the end of it and think, what if I behave differently? Would that have mm. worked out differently? You might actually kind of hate yourself for what you did to get there. So I want you to act with integrity. Don't be bad mouthing your ex to people, you know, call your coach and bad mouth them to me if you want to. Yes. But don't, like don't just spread this shit out. Um don't and I think I think on social on. media that's a really big thing. And I um again because I'm such a heavy social media user, I watch people I'm like, oh you've got children together and one day they might see this and I know, um, so my parents were divorced and it was, my, my dad was not a good human being. And my entire childhood, while my dad continued to behave atrociously, I never heard my mom say a bad word about him ever, no. ever. And who and do you dislike? Like, it's not like, you, you, do you know what I mean? You actually get through that. If your mum was bad mouthing him, you'd get to the point where you're like, mum, that doesn't help me. You, I don't mm. need to hear you not like this person. And I have to be honest, I have no idea how she did it because um, we had immigrated to Australia and there's no, we have no family here and she must've just been so isolated and to retain that integrity. And that's just who she is. But mm. as an adult, I, I actually spent time living with my grandma in England and she and my grandfather told me stuff. And I was like, that cannot have happened. And then my grandma would never it did. Whereas my mum obviously it's used incredible. her parents as a sounding board. And as a child, I had then got to make independent decisions about my father. Yeah, um, exactly. I feel like that is super powerful. And one of the ways in which I've tried to bring that through my family is that the children get to decide their relationship with their father when they're ready. But if I'm planting this seed of he's behaved badly, he's a bad person, he's a this, a this, a this, a this, or this, actually they're going to be reflecting on their relationship with me, not their mm. relationship with him. Yes. So I can help them heal from whatever damage is caused by bad behaviour at his house, but I can't stop that bad behaviour and I can't make it any better by talking about it or cribbing about it or you know yeah. talking about it so act with integrity that's that's love it feel proud of yourself be be proud of yourself and your behavior and you know you'll, you'll be pleased so that's the second one the third one is don't delegate responsibility and that's so hard we spoke earlier about the the gift of delegation yes right? <laughs> strong boundaries in place and having a va you're likely to have a team of people. You're going to have, um, you know, your lawyer. Um, you might get accountants involved or forensic accountants involved. Just don't delegate the responsibility of the decisions or the arguments because you're the one that's going to have to live with them. So as your lawyer might be pulling together the argument, this is how we're going to go to court and this is what we're going to say to the judge, Take some responsibility for that. Put that into your own language. How does that feel for you really? Don't let somebody else create the narrative for you because it's yours, not theirs. Wow. I know that's that's, that's big, hey? <laughs> it is big. It is big. Um, it's like one of the ways, you know, we were just talking earlier about overwhelm and one of the ways we think we can deal with overwhelm is to get other people to make decisions for us. 
but actually that doesn't help you at all. Mm. Taking responsibility for those decisions yourself allows you to then face them, own them, be okay with them, move on from them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Don't ask your lawyer to make decisions for you. Don't ask your friends. Don't ask your parents. What do you think I should do? Should I accept this? Sit with it. Think about it. Make the decision. Speak to you as a coach. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. As a sounding board. I love it. Let's hear number four. (laughs) Number four. Number four is it's really important to fill your own cup. And again, like the overwhelm techniques, it's going to be different for every one of us. If that means going for walks, you know, in nature, if that means having a bath, if that means watching romantic comedies, laugh until you cry, whatever it is, still have some joy in your life and find that joy, nurture it, look for it, hunt for it, embrace it. Because we, we, we can be rubbish at it, especially when there's so much pulling at us. We're in a place of overwhelm. We're not coping very well. Our children need us. The lawyer needs us to get back to something. We're running a business. We're working. We neglect ourselves. And I think joy is so important. Just a, just a tiny sliver of it. Keep it keep it going. Nurture it. Oh, I love that. I feel a little emotional listening to you, Han, because I, I feel like these land for so many of us, even though my experience was such a long time ago, because you do get really bogged down in all of the, it's just crap, isn't it? And yeah. um, I know that you have shared such a lot on finding joy and filling your cup. And, and I often read those because I think all of us need to do more of that. But it, particularly when we're in that really tough space of relationship breakdown, it's yeah. it's almost critical, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a journey of rediscovery at this point as well. Like what made me happy with this person or the the ways in which we went and explored what made us happy will be different to the way I find happiness. So who am I now? And what did I used to love before this relationship? What might I love in the future? You know, trying different things on and, and what does joy look like now is really can be can be quite fun, actually. You know, Ooh. never done salsa dancing, time to go and <laughs> figure that out, or you know, whatever. Oh, I love it. Oh, Becca, look, um, Thank you so much for agreeing to come on my podcast. You have shared so much wisdom across a broad range of topics, but I love those top four tips. I think they will land for a lot of people listening to this. And um, for my audience who are listening, if you are in a space where you're going through a relationship breakdown or you're thinking about it or you're struggling, as Becca said, um, someone like her in your corner is potentially what you need when you feel like you're overwhelmed and not coping. So please do reach out to her. She is very active on Insta. Um, all of her links to how you can connect with her will be in the show notes. So please do follow up and um, please listen to her podcast because I, I love it. And like I said, I'm not her audience and I still get something from it every time I listen to it. Um, Becca, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been You're delightful. Thanks, Sarah. Always <laughs> great to connect. Yes, lovely. And to all of my listeners, thank you for tuning in. And I look forward to connecting with you the same time next week on The Social Circus. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.